Never Forget Has Been Forgotten. Let's get into it. Hey, dads and others, uh, a few notes about today's show. We're going to get into some of the anti-human rights things that the Indiana legislature has been doing lately. Um, so I just wanted to give you a bit of a trigger warning, content warning. Uh, we do talk about um, suicide in this episode. We talk about genocide. Uh, we talk a lot about fascism and the approach that fascists take to things. Um so I did want to give that warning ahead of time. I also wanted to shout out the Trevor Project, uh, org. If you are struggling with some of these issues, they're a good place to to get some support. Um, the link obviously will be in the description. Um, but what we what we get into today, like I said, we're going to update. Uh, a lot of these laws haven't passed yet, but it's looking like they are going to get passed. Um, and they are some a lot of the anti LGBTQ anti woman. Uh, anti-book, anti-knowledge type stuff that you're used to seeing in other states. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to just give an update on the the dystopian hellscape, and then we're going to talk about why it matters. And I wanted to give a little caveat on why it matters, because we we I think I hit one point a little too hard, and Paul did a good job of pulling me back in. Uh, you'll catch that when we, get, when, we, when we get there. Um, I, I say a lot, I say too many times, like, okay, well, maybe you don't know anybody or that, who's in one of these marginalized groups, or maybe you don't, maybe you're thinking it's not very many people or whatever, but here's why you should care anyway. I think I hit that point a little too hard. And uh, Paul, you made the excellent point. Like, if that is you, uh, what I was basically trying to do is try to wake people up because it's like, oh, there's always something bad going on. Why should I pay attention to this particular thing? And my point was to try to wake people up to the idea that if you haven't cared about it before for whatever reason, you should start caring and here's why. That's what I was trying to do, but I think I came across too much like, like it's okay for you to think it isn't very many people and it doesn't affect you. And you know what? If you're in that group, seek professional help <laughs> because you might have an empathy problem, swear to God. Uh, if if that's one of you, these are human rights. <laughs> Women need health care. Trans people need health care. Gay people need health care and they need to to be able to live freely, uh, live their lives. Basically, that shouldn't be an argument. That shouldn't be controversial. Um, and so, yeah, if you're one of those people that doesn't care because it doesn't affect too many people in the great words of my friend Paul Schultz. <laughs> listen to the rest of the video. He'll tell you. <laughs> This is Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve, and we're here to help you navigate the dystopian hellscape we like to call Indiana, a, <laughs> a state named after uh, the the thing that the white people called them, the, the name given to the aboriginal folks that uh, were native to this land uh, before Columbus arrived, a state named for the mis for the mistaken name of these folks who then the Europeans proceeded to genocide 
white folks getting it wrong for the from the very beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. And but this is not a show about that. But it is a show about an attempted genocide. And uh, I think we got to start calling things what they are. Mm-hmm. I think we've uh, avoided using the strongest terms uh, a little too long, and now we're going to have to con- we're going to start using the terms. I'm referring, of course, to recent Indiana legislation. And by the way, if you're not living in Indiana, some of this will sound familiar, especially if you live in Florida, Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee. I think Kentucky, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, like, you know, basically look at one of those maps where they put the red states in the blue states. Yeah, and Indiana is like, what, looks like the middle finger of the common? red states. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what they've done, um, and I got to say, I, I've i been a little naive, um, mm-hmm. maybe optimistic, but probably naive is a better description. Because even though we had that REFRA, Religious Freedom Recreation Act, and longtime listeners of Don't Panic will remember we did a show on that back mm-hmm. in 20, whatever that was, 15. That was a big callback. Before Vice President Pence was Vice President, he was a governor, and they passed this Religious Freedom Restoration Act. You could call it the Don't Make Cake Act, or, you know, it was to <laughs> basically to legalize discrimination against uh, marginalized groups. But, that was a long time ago. That was mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago. And yeah. I was starting to feel like, even though Indiana's the middle finger of the red states, I was starting to feel like, yeah, we're a red state. Yeah, we're conservative. But I think our politicians are a little more on the practical side. Like, yeah. like they may be like, yeah, I don't know that we want to go down that same path because it could come back to bite us, you know, mm-hmm. and what does it really get us? And I just thought maybe it's because I live here. Maybe it's maybe I just didn't want to believe that people that I might shop at the same mire with. Well, it <laughs> could you, be this evil. I think I think what it boils down to for you is even though you're surrounded, you're in a very conservative neighborhood. Mm. You you live in Indy. Yeah. It's not like Indy anywhere else in this state. Well, yeah, that's for sure. We we. We stop at the truck stops from time to time, <laughs> and I'm sorry. We, we run into these folks. Uh, and my feeling was more along the politician line, like we seemed to have the more practical politicians. But I think mm-hmm. that's probably been changing. And a lot of these freshmen uh, politic these freshman legislators have come in, and they're all trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're taking the script straight from these other states, yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give a little legislative update as to what Indiana's been up to the last. Um, it all well it started with the last year they passed a ban on transgender athletes participating mm-hmm. in sports. Uh, so if you happen to be transgender, you're not allowed to participate. Now how they're gonna enforce that, I have no idea. Like you show up to a. Um, you know, your kid shows up to the track meet and somebody's like, um, I think she looks a little bit too masculine. All right, take her into the bathroom and check her out. You know, what are you going to yeah. do? How do you enforce yeah. something like that? You can't. So no. clearly it's Not simply violating somebody's human rights. Yeah. So that happened last year. I Also, uh, last year, famously, Indiana passed a near total ban on abortion which means it doesn't matter. Um, 
if the mom's life is in danger, it doesn't matter. By the way, uh, abortion on demand is a human right. It's healthcare, yeah. and I don't need a good reason for me to support no. somebody getting an abortion. The only reason I need is uh, the she wants to get an abortion, and I'm like, okay, well, let's you know go find your doctor and get get your yeah. abortion, right? Or or you need help, you need a ride, you need you know what do you need? Yeah, what kind of help you need? Because uh, that's your right. decision. But Indiana decided you know to take it way beyond that and basically say you almost can't you just can't get one mm-hmm. um that's tied up in the courts because it may be unconstitutional uh indiana's Maybe. never seen a constitution they uh cared to follow so indiana doesn't care whether it's constitutional or not um then more recently now the those those are past those three that i mentioned religious freedom restoration, you know right to discriminate Trans sports ban and abortion ban, those are all bills that have passed. So those are law. They may be tied up in courts, but they are the law, right? These right. next few I'm going to mention are not the law yet, but we Indiana's legislature is a part-time legislature, which means they're in session for just a few months out of the year, and they have to get out all their work done for that few months, and then they all go back to their regular jobs, whatever their they're a, regular They're a part-time are. legislature, and it shows. They're they're a part-time legislature. The the idea being like, uh, you know, if as as long as they're not in session, they can't be passing bad laws, right? <laughs> but um, so what we so these are currently making their way through. Uh, they happen to be in session right now, at least for another few weeks. So these are making their way through the two chambers of the Indiana legislature. Most of these are probably going to get passed, uh, but just keep in mind, we'll, maybe we'll come back in a few weeks and do an update and say which ones passed and which ones didn't. Then obviously the governor has to sign them. If he doesn't sign them, they will most likely try to override his veto. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing our governor, he'll sign some and won't sign others, um, yeah. but yeah. they'll probably override any vetoes. Um so anyway, so these next ones are, I've been following them closely. If you want to follow along too, there's a website called the Indiana Capital Chronicle.com. And they try to uh, keep everybody up to date on what laws are making their way through committees and, and through the full uh, house and all that stuff at the Indiana link in level. The description. Yeah, we'll put the link in the description. There'll be a few useful links uh, today, by the way. So also... If it if it triggers your anxiety to follow this stuff, especially the ones that haven't passed yet, um, that I don't recommend looking at it because some of the stuff isn't going to pass. And so yeah. you don't, you know, especially if you're in one of these marginalized groups that they're attacking, it may behoove you to kind of wait. Um, and then once these things pass, then you can figure out what your plan is going to be. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I keep... I keep an eye on it because I feel like I have a responsibility to the next generation to see yeah. what this process is yeah. and start thinking and making plans to help people in advance. Yeah. This, this whole episode should honestly come with a trigger warning. So trigger yeah. warning. Yeah. If you're in any marginalized group, <laughs> which, you know, they're coming after everybody eventually. Um, yeah. So let me go, let me go through these and then we'll talk. Um, 
once I've gone through these and described what it is that's making, and this isn't a news program, this comes out a week after we record it. So yeah, you're not here for latest news to, to get the latest, go to that Indiana capital chronicle.com, or you can go to uh human rights campaign website, which is hrc.org link in the description, or you know what? Uh, Indianapolis recorder is a good site. I've, st- I, 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 Less and less have been telling people to Google stuff because yeah. the problem is if you Google it, first of all, you're going to have to sift through 85 ads. Then it's, yeah. you're going to start getting ads for the thing you Googled. Yeah. You're also going to be in Google's database as somebody interested in this topic, which yeah. the government can subpoena. Yeah. You're also going to probably find some bad links to misinformation. Right. So I've been trying to send people to go. Yeah, I've been trying to send people to directly to sites that have good information. So, all right, so let's get into this. The Indiana House passed the Indiana version of Don't Say Gay, which we may remember Florida had their version. It's why I changed my Facebook profile picture to Say Gay, Mm because I don't give, I I (laughs) (laughs) D-G-A-F, arrest me. I'm going to say gay, right? Maybe I'll set up outside an elementary school with a sign that just says gay, you know, because basically they're saying you can't discuss sexuality, uh, sexual orientation, gender, gender orientation, none of that with kids in school. And it was all discussed when Florida did their version. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the stupidest, most asinine thing ever. Leave a comment if you disagree with me and we'll get into it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you will. The reason they say don't say gay and people, well, actually, it doesn't say not to say gay. It just says not to discuss these topics with kids. It's like the minute you say the boys' restroom is over there and the girls' restroom is over there, you have discussed it. The yeah. minute you say, okay, you know, boys line up here, girls line up there, you have discussed it. The minute somebody talks about their mom and dad, you have discussed sexuality you've discussed gender you've discussed gender orientation you've discussed sexual orientation well actually that's not what they're talking about they're talking about don't talk about being gay and stuff i'm like yeah that's why we call it don't say gay (laughs) so we agree i'm glad we came to an agreement dumbest law ever means nothing and it just in a state that has a teacher shortage by the way there are some laws that are trying to address the teacher shortage where they're like we should give teachers raises and stuff which i totally support and we totally have a teacher shortage. It's such a shortage that uh, my my son comes home and he's like, well, once again, instead of having physics class and instead of having a substitute, they sent us to the library because they don't have a sub. The teacher didn't come in and they don't have a substitute. Well, what what are they going to do in like a couple of weeks when there's no freaking library? But yeah, what teacher is going to want to come to Indiana and teach, right? Anyway, right. Uh, the next one is... Uh, the a law is making its way through that says the Department of Child Services is not allowed to take a kid out of a home if the reason the kid needs to be taken out of that home is the parents are attacking their gender identity. So if the parents are, you know, the kid is clearly non-binary, the kid is clearly trans, we know and there's there's plenty of evidence that it you will drive them to suicide yeah. If you don't affirm them, DCS now is specifically not allowed to take that kid out of that situation. 
Guess how many times that specific thing has happened in the state of Indiana where DCS has come and taken a kid out specifically only because their parents were not affirming their gender identity. Your first two answers don't count. You're saying your first two answers don't count. It has happened approximately, no, 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 exactly. I'm pretty confident in this number. Exactly zero times. It has never happened. It did happen once that a kid was being abused. They were taken out of there, out of there because they were being physically abused and they put them in an affirming foster because the kid happened mm-hmm. to be transgender. They put them in a foster uh, situation where the parent, the foster parents were affirming. And mm-hmm. that's the one that the legislators are uh, you know, pointing to, right? It's like, yeah. well, that and the DCS is like, that's not why we took the kid out of the situation. We've never taken a kid out of, are you kidding? This is Indiana. <laughs> 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 they, they would, they would take, they may, they would sooner, I believe, take a kid out of a situation where, uh, just like Texas has done, where you know the Texas governor has instructed his Department of Child Services to go investigate parents who are affirming their kids' gender identity, to take those kids away from those parents and put them in some bigoted Christian household. Well, they will for sure kill themselves. Yes, we're going to have to put a trigger warning at the top of this. The- Suicide, uh, genocide. (laughs) The party of small government, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Okay, so there's that one. The next one is, and this is uh, is the genocide, this is the most clear genocide piece, is um, a ban on health care for trans youth. So I looked into this. If you go to um, the biggest children's hospital, in our area is called IU Riley. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll bet people in Michigan City in Laporte, I bet if something bad enough's wrong with your kid, it's the children's hospital. Like even that's, people from up there probably said their Arlo kids down there. Arlo was like three and that, there you go. there. Yeah. It's where everybody, I mean, it's it's the children's hospital like that mm-hmm. takes care. They're they're IU is the Indiana University. It's you know, it's run by that health system. Riley is the most respected children's hospital, probably in the Midwest. I'll let people from Mm -hmm. other states know about it, right? Very respected. Mm -hmm. So I looked into it. If you had a, if you had a child who's like, you know, you're suspecting is transgender or somebody or a therapist or something says, you know, based on our conversations, I think they're, they're non-binary or they're, um, you know, they're trans masculine or trans feminine or something like that. You're going to go, hey, therapist, hey, doctor, whatever, what should I do? The doctor is going to say, go to Riley. It's the children's hospital. They know what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what they're going to (laughs) do? They're going to talk to your kid and they're going to figure out what the best course of healthcare is for that kid to minimize the chance, to to maximize the chance they can have a happy, happy, healthy life, minimize the chance they off themselves before their 17th birthday, right? Yeah. Indiana now is going to ban that healthcare. They're just going to ban it. They're going to make it a criminal offense for a parent to seek that healthcare or for a doctor to practice that healthcare. By the way, <laughs> they've done the same with abortion. So I don't know why anybody would be shocked. Right. <laughs> if you have right. a pregnancy that you want to end for whatever reason, but even if it's because, I don't know, I might die if I don't get this fetus out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Indiana knows better. Indiana... Indiana uh, church-going, loving church-going people who happen to sit on the legislature know better than your doctor. Yep. 
all right? Or your parents. <laughs> okay, so that one's that one's pretty bad. That'll cause death. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you're like, well, you know, it's kids, you know, when they turn 18, they can do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, uh, your Lord and Savior Trump has said this type of health care should be banned for adults as well. Yep. He said it in a video, in a campaign video, where he was announcing his something. Who knows? Oh, but that's who knows not what, what the meant, man's ever saying, right? But that's not what well, he meant, though. <laughs> if he, he he didn't say that, if he said that, that's not what he meant. If that's what he meant, others have said worse. And if others haven't said worse, well, it doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah, for the just right. So you, just so you follow the propaganda thread. And by the way, this is we're still in Act One. When we get to Act Two, I'm going to talk about why this matters. And there's a propaganda element that mm -hmm. uh, we all need to pay attention to. Uh, all right, IU Kinsey Institute is famous because they published, they they were the first, uh, one of the earliest to do, and this is at Indiana University in Bloomington. It's a school of human sexuality or human, whatever. They, this Kinsey person, like he was a doctor who did a lot of research in human sexuality. A lot of what we know about sexuality in humans uh, comes from his research. Yeah. So he got a school named after him and they continue to do research in uh, human sexuality, right? Which is pretty important research. It's part of the part of healthcare uh and and just general behavioral stuff. Like if you're having mm -hmm. trouble, you know, you've got sexual trauma or even a norm to lead a normal sexual uh healthy sexual life, you're going to a therapist. A lot of the research they've done on how to address these things comes from that research, right? Right. So it's pretty important stuff. You may have heard of it. Well, uh, the legislature is going to vote to defund them because, and I, and I'm not going to quote directly, but I'll paraphrase one legislator. You can go to my Facebook if you want to see what she said, but she said she believes the school is being run by pedophiles. And for all we know, they might have child sex slaves in the basement and we should send Chris Hansen from to catch a predator over there so that he can catch some of these sexual pedophile, sexual predators. And so we shouldn't give them any money to run their school. This was said by an Indiana legislator before they voted to go ahead and defund. So no other Republicans stood up and said, what's wrong with you? I graduated from IU. It's a great school. Nobody who loves IU in the state, it's like 75% of the people in the state love IU and think they can do no wrong until they, they so their loyalty to IU is exceeded only by their loyalty to the one-party system we have in Indiana, known mm -hmm. as the Republicans. So, mm -hmm. oh, there's a couple more. Don't worry, everybody. We're going to get through this, and we're going to get through it together. All right. <laughs> <That's why laughs> I've got. Here. I've only got a couple more, and then we'll get into why it matters. Uh, so this one is banning local governments uh, or preventing local governments from banning conversion therapy, and this came from. Um, West Lafayette, there was a church in West Lafayette doing conversion therapy. The city of Lafayette said you can't do conversion therapy in our city because, surprise, it's legal to do in Indiana. Our governor turned vice president, Mike Pence, was a fan of conversion therapy. And you can go find this uh, where he talked about he thinks it's just a fine thing to do. Conversion therapy, by the way, is praying the gay away. Um, in the words of, of uh, in the words of of Oscar from The Office, they always turn back, Angela. <laughs> it doesn't work. Conversion therapy doesn't work. And nope. one of the biggest proponents of conversion therapy uh, disavowed, like he used to practice it. I forget his name, but he used to practice it. 
he was like one of the lead conversion therapy oh, yeah. people. So everybody yeah. sent him. He's now he 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 renounced all of it, apologized, and now is living a happy life with his husband. He should be buried under under a prison somewhere, right? But instead, oh, yeah. he gets to lead a happy life with his husband after ruining the lives of who knows how yep. many uh, gay kids, right? Yep. Uh, causes suicide, causes uh, lifelong trauma, causes uh, all sorts of horrible horrible shit, and it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> I I honestly don't know how these people sleep at night. Good question. Um, <laughs> and then finally, uh, one that we alluded to earlier, uh, this one's going through and we'll, I guess would probably, will probably pass is banning certain books from libraries. Um, so we're talking about the book ban bandwagon, the book bandwagon, um, because once again, guess who knows more about the, the you know, books that kids should be reading? Guess who knows more than your local librarian or teacher? <laughs> so, a loving Christian legislator in the state of Indiana knows more about what your kids, and by the way, knows more than you, parents, yeah. about what your kids should be reading. So by the way, the, the parents' rights people, the small government people are banning books. And they're doing all this hor other horrible stuff that prevents parents and doctors and uh, school uh, professors from doing their jobs. So, mm -hmm. oh, what a wonderfully dystopian hellscape we live in. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes yeah, I, so I, if you're looking at Florida and you're like, well, thank goodness I'm up north where it's civilized. Yeah, right. Hey, again, look at one of those maps with the red and the blue. Indiana's mm -hmm. the middle finger of the red states. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised Indiana fought on the side of the Union, actually, in the Civil War. <laughs> I mean, did we, though? <laughs> you could probably find a battle or two here or there where Indiana sent some troops. They probably they probably didn't realize they were fighting to end slavery. Maybe they misunderstood. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They were like, no, it was about states' rights. Wait, so you were against state states' rights? No, I thought we were fighting force. Crap, we're on the wrong side. <laughs> Average Indiana hillbilly understanding states' rights. Something changed in Indiana, though, because uh, Lincoln grew up here, you know? Of course, he did get the hell out as soon as he yeah, grew I was up. I say, he was smart enough to get the hell out. <laughs> his He's parents like... were like, you know, he was born in Kentucky, and his parents are like, we got to get out of here. Let's move north. And they get in Indiana, and they're like, shit, this is no better than Kentucky. All right, how's Illinois look? Isn't this is Northern Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So why did why do you care? All right. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't have gay kids. Maybe you're not gay. Um, maybe you don't have uh, kids in school, so you don't you're not worried about the books. And maybe you agree with some of it's like, yeah, some of those books, you know, probably shouldn't be there. Maybe maybe you're just like in your head, you're like, I don't I don't know. I just don't care that much about these things. Um, here's why, uh, I'm going to try to persuade you to care. And this is a historical perspective. So we just mentioned history, <laughs> you know, a uh, civil war and all that, but we're going to, we're going to talk about more recent history, 20th century history. Um, and why the word fascism is not a, a stretch here. Um, so, so what do, if you look at the history of fascism, it started about a hundred years ago, you know, in the 19, 1920s. Uh, this whole idea of a system based on 
nationalism and based on a cult of like not a cult but yeah a cult but you don't have to use the word cult just based on a personality a str- the strength of a person's charismatic personality and it's based on uh nationalism and it's based on ethnic identity um and and uh to a lesser extent class identity but a little bit on class identity um that whole system that like started to take shape in the 20s and then led to the 30s and we all know what happened in the 30s 40s um the idea is one of the things they do is they identify the others right so how do you get when we were kids you know we heard constantly like this can never we we learned about like world war ii ended uh basically like 25 years before we were born right Mm -hmm. 55, 65, said, yeah. So yeah. less than 25 years before we were born. So it's still fresh in everybody's mind. And they're like, we can't ever let that happen again. So our whole school thing, like we heard a lot about it. And we also sort of got this, it can never happen here mentality. So oh, when yeah. we say we can never let it happen again, we were always focused on, we can't let Europe do that again. <laughs> right. 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 Nobody was looking in their own backyard. Yeah. Right. Nobody thought, and I'm including me, like it just never occurred to me because I was like, We've got democracy, we've got capitalism, we've got this American mythology that says, you know, we have freedom, liberty for everybody, so it, cannot, it can't happen here. Right. Um, as my son would say, well, you were a white male. Of course you thought that way. <laughs> if, you were, if you were in a marginalized group, if you had been black, gay, Native American, Hispanic, <laughs> anything other than white ma- a woman, anything other than white male, you may not have thought that way. You may have been like, no, it can happen here. It has happened here and continues yeah. to happen here. Just go to, you know, any uh, prison, you know. But anyway, that, that's, part this of that, that, that's part of that privilege that people say we don't have. Yes, exactly. So this isn't a complete history lesson. This is just to say the way we were raised is like it can't happen here. Um, but it was never again. And they also had these quotes, like the famous quote that says, first they came for the Catholics, and I said nothing, because I wasn't Catholic. Then they came for the Jews, and I said nothing, because I'm not Jewish. Then they came for the blacks, but I said nothing, because I'm not black. Then they came for the homosexuals, but I said nothing, because I'm not homosexual. And then when they came for me, there was nobody left to say anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was drilled into our heads. And if you've never heard it before, you're probably younger than 40. Because if you're over 40, 45 years old, I don't know if you remember that. But it was everywhere, right? Yeah. And the warning of that is to say, when they start going after anybody, you have to start early fighting this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because if you wait until it hits somebody you care about or something you care about or a wide enough... uh, broad enough population that you're like okay now it matters it's probably too late at that point right Mm -hmm. because they've probably already gotten their systems of oppression in place and you're not going to be able to fight against it uh if you wait or at least it's easier to fight it earlier so i'm a little bit guilty here because uh whether you know and again when you know better you do better and i've right. been knowing better about they've been coming for african americans forever immigrants they've been coming after at least 40 years 
And now it's the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and, and they're being clever about it because they're going first after the kids and they're couching it in, we're just trying to help the kids. Which is what they're all about, or so they protest. That, and so if they say, well, not we're not going after kids, we're trying to help kids. Mm-hmm. And they can get these medical bans in place, and they can get these educational bans in place, and they can ban the books, and they can, you know, they can get those things in place. Mm-hmm. Now it's a small step from there to say, okay, now that we've banned those things, which basically is a, a form of genocide, because if you can't talk about it, you can't get the proper health care. Um, you can't come out in public because it's going to be dangerous for you to come out in public. Oh, that's the other thing fascists do early on is they start to signal that these certain things are bad and these certain kinds of people are bad. Yeah. Um, so that some of the more radical of their followers will start to go after those people themselves. Yeah. And it's not that they want Bubba out there shooting trans people. It's that they want Bubba to have committed an act of violence in their name, right? Mm-hmm. So now Bubba is more committed to the state, more committed mm-hmm. to the leader, because they've done a, a the the reason the Romans did decimation wasn't because they wanted to kill ten percent of their army, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it it wasn't even so that people would be afraid that if they did it again, you might be among that ten percent. Mm-hmm. They did it so that I, as a Roman soldier killed a fellow Roman soldier and now mm-hmm. I'm all in, right? Yeah. Because now I'm the type of person who will kill a fellow soldier. And that breeds loyalty. And that bleeds blunt that breeds blind loyalty to the leader. Right. And so that's what they're doing. They have identified another it it's you know re- most recently was immigrants from certain places. Not all immigrants, just the brown ones. The ones you can yeah, identify yeah, we know, by we know, right? we know what that means. <laughs> right. And and so now it's trans and gay people uh, again, as one of my uh, one of my friends reminded me. He's he's pansexual, polyamorous. He sent me a private message, which, by the way, I appreciate because I think I've been crying out on Facebook lately, and like have heard from nobody except you and this guy. And you know, he was just like, "Hey," he's like, "You know, we've been through this before." He's like, "I know this doesn't help," but he said we've been through this before, mm-hmm. um, and we know the path. And we'll get to that in Act Three. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to to just finish up, why you should care. I've been reading this book, and I'll put the I'll put a link in the in the in the in the link in bio. What do they say? A, a link below. Yeah. <laughs> nope, don't forget to hit the bell. Yeah. All right. So it matters because you may not. You may think like, well, it's like less than one percent of people are trans or whatever the percentage is. It depends on how you ask the question and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's a low percentage. But that's in the tens of millions of people. Even if it's one percent, one percent of three hundred fifty million is thirty-five million. So, right? Or is that ten percent? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's in the millions. I can't do math right now. But anyway, it's millions of people that are being impacted. But if that's still not enough for you, like you're still like, well, why should I care if it's only a few million people? You should care because it's not about that it's about a fascist uh system so there's this book called on tyranny mm-hmm. um and y'all should look it up i'll put again I'll, I'll put the link but um it's fascinating because the book was here are here are lessons from the growth of fascism in the 20th century and early 21st century that we need to know so that we can watch for the signs right 
-hmm. and so that we can know how to fight it. One of them is the othering of a certain percent of the population. Yeah. Uh, the other is one party rule. If you look at Indiana, you might as well say Indiana is one party rule because we have super majorities in both chambers and we have a Republican governor and we have a very conservative Supreme Court uh, in Indiana. So it's basically it's one party rule, right? Mm -hmm. And the one party is starting to try to genocide. Us. Why do I keep saying genocide? Because if you're saying you can't get the health care, you're going to increase suicide. If you're saying you can't talk about this in schools, you're erasing people. Genocide isn't just sending people to camps and digging no. mass graves. <laughs> no, and genocide doesn't happen overnight. No. So what if you don't, you know, what if you're like, oh, it's only a few people. Well, the next step could be, uh, who knows what the next step could be, but it will eventually be you, unless you happen to be the right kind of Christian conservative Republican. Right. If your if your defense and I might be getting you off the rail off the off track right. here. If your defense is it's only a few people, fuck off. That 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 makes me so insane. Yeah. That people because we saw it. What I don't know why why we're even remotely surprised. We saw it during COVID when well I, I don't know anybody that died from it. Well guess what you know somebody who knows somebody who died from it. Besides that another human being fucking died. What yeah. the hell is wrong with you? Right. Oh, no, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> it it can't all be hopeless bullshit, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, welcome to Act 3 of today's episode. Uh, like I was saying, uh, this friend of mine said, you know, we went through this in the 60s and 70s, but we didn't have nearly the support network that we have now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just say this, and maybe we'll say it, at the beginning too. Um, we will put this up at the beginning. If you or somebody you know, but especially you are going through, like you're reading some of this news, you're listening to this video and you're like, oh crap, man, what, where, where am I supposed to find hope? You know, with all this, um, especially if you're, if you're gay, trans, if you're in the, in the LGBTQ community, the Trevor project.org uh, mm -hmm. is a place to go. You, They have a lot of tools on there that will allow you to, like if you happen to be on the website and you're trying to research some of this stuff and your parent mm -hmm. or somebody walks up, they have a very fast way for you to turn it off. Like, like you hit <laughs> you hit some button three times or yeah. something that was and it goes the away. the thing they thought of. Yeah, they yeah, so, together. Um, you know, and you can do incognito uh, on Google Chrome so that it doesn't store on your browser. You know, just be safe. Be safe about it. But the TrevorProject.org, or we'll put a phone number down there too. Um, it's a hotline you can call. And these, this organization is is Trevor. Obviously, was probably somebody that I didn't I didn't look at the history, but I'm guessing Trevor killed themselves, and uh, their parents probably did this to. Yeah. Give y'all somewhere to check, you know, because so there's support there. Um, Indiana Youth Group, if you're in central Indiana, I would guess every major metropolitan area has something similar where you can go find refuge, find people that are like you, get counseling resources, play D&D, um, get some food, wash your clothes. If your parents kick you out, you know, you can go down there. They'll find you a place to stay, uh, that kind of thing. Um, as I mentioned, hrc.org. So all these things. So all of these support uh, networks, Indie Pride, all that stuff didn't exist back in the 60s and 70s, right? Right, right. 
And so the point he was trying to make is it's bleak. It's bleak as hell, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a network of people out there. And this is one of those areas where leftists can build a coalition with liberals. Um, And there are are way more liberals than leftists. And we can build a coalition at least for the voting part of it, probably Mm -hmm. some of the resources part of it, certainly the protesting part of it. Um, And so it's our time. It's our time to fight back against these things. Um, don't obey in advance was one of the one of the lessons from um, on tyranny. And that's basically saying just because the state legislature is saying you can't talk about gay, you can't have certain books and all this stuff doesn't mean you have to obey that. Mm-hmm. you know And you don't even have to risk uh, prosecution. Some of this stuff, like if they ban it from the school libraries, that doesn't necessarily mean they've banned it from every library or that they've banned right. it from you building one of those little library things, boxes out in front of your house and putting every gay goddamn book in there, having the most relentlessly gay library in town, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and if they start coming out and, you know, th- these are just some of the, read the book on tyranny. It's got a lot of good advice for fighting fascism and make no mistake. That's what we're fighting. And yeah, it, I've gone through it in my head a lot. Like, are we really, or is this just conservatives, whatever? And once I, once I read this book, I'm like, oh no, this is fascism. Mm -hmm. It has all the hallmarks of fascism. The leader's always right. Um, The leader can say self-contradictory things and it's not the leader who's wrong. It's the world. It's reality that got it. It's what is that from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It's a, it says uh, like, you know, Areas where we may have gotten something wrong, it's not us. It's reality that's gotten it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's one party rule, which is I was thinking back to you when I was uh, when I was a right leaning or left leaning libertarian. Um, I did help a Republican try to get elected. He ended up losing, but the the guy who was running for mayor won. And I was at the celebration party with the Republicans, and the thing that got me out of continuing in politics was when somebody got up there and said. It looks like we're going to be taking back our city. And I heard that and I was like, I turned to Cassius. I was like, what did he just say? He's like, I think he said, we're taking back our city. I was like, so I turned to the guy that I helped. I was like, what does he mean by that? And he goes, oh, and, and this, this guy, even though he was running as a Republican, I think he was a left-leaning libertarian too. But uh, he's like, oh, he just means, you know, Republicans are, are coming back to power. I was like, but he said, take back our city. <laughs> is that just something people say it's like believe them when they say what they say right and it was at that moment steve realized <laughs> he fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, exactly um so you got to be careful like i said be careful how closely you follow it um mm-hmm. also be careful how you talk to your kids about it mm-hmm. uh, because while we may feel like uh you know there's no hope or we may be very pessimistic about the future. The truth is kids are resilient and the kids of today aren't going to sit back and take this bullshit. No, the kids of today are what these people today are rallying so hard against. And the kids of today are not going to forget this. And in 20 yeah. years, they're going to be running things and it's going to be a different world. It will be a different be fire world. between now and then, but it's going to be yeah. a different world. If we are vigilant and if we continue to teach our kids right from wrong, um, that there is evil, that there is fascism and that fascism is trying to get a foothold here, 
Um, it, we got to keep doing that. We got to keep watching for the Andrew Tates because one of the dangers of somebody like Andrew Tate is he has convinced millions of adolescent boys that um, wokeness is a problem and, you know, the patriarchy is correct and women shouldn't be in positions of power and it's okay to sexually assault women. And like he's convinced millions of adolescent boys of this. He's in a Romanian prison right now for rape and sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ne- there's the damage has been done, right? Yeah. So now we have to be on the lookout for that and continue to support our kids through stuff like that. Look for signs of it and fight against it because there is no guarantee that the arc of history uh, bends toward progress, right? Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee of that. <laughs> there is no guarantee of that, you know? So yes, while you and I have optimism that in 20 years it'll be better, it's going to be on fire for 20 years, but they're going to make it better. Um, we got to do everything we can to support them, whether that's yeah, financially 100%. or or with words or with, or, you know, we got to keep them safe and we got to get them prepared. And the keeping them safe part is paying attention so that maybe they don't have to. And we'll let you guys know, like if they ban uh, certain types of health care, um, there will be ways to get it. Um, we just got to figure out what those ways are. There are ways to yeah. get an abortion. They're dangerous. And there are people, there are people who have been fighting the abortion fight forever. So don't try to start mm-hmm. your own thing. Go find a group yes. that'll be like, well, we're glad you're here. We wish you had been here 20 years ago when we started this fight or 40 years ago or whatever. Uh, but we're glad you're here now. Here's how you can help, right? Yeah. Uh, find one of those groups. Um, if you got time, if you have a marginalized person in your life or you are one, then this is other this is this is other good advice from the elders from the gay elders. It's like the best thing you can do as a parent is support your kid. And it's like once you get your kid raised, then maybe you can go find an organization to volunteer at yeah. or to try to help in that way, show up to the protests, whatever it is, right? But your number one focus right now should be on your kids and yeah. getting them raised uh, to be happy, healthy, um, well adjusted. Decent little gay kids yeah <laughs> decent gay kids <laughs> put up your flags and then pride month is coming up in june put up mm-hmm. a bunch of flags piss off your conservative neighbors you know what though uh get down there in the comments and tell us what your thought is like like here's how you handle it or if you you know don't 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 out your kids in our comments but if they're already out and they don't mind you talking about yeah. it feel free to share your experience um, or you can talk in generalities. You know, one one thing you could do is be like, hey, I know this kid <laughs> who mm-hmm. blah, 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 and you're not outing your kid that way. But anyway, be careful out there. If you are in the marginalized uh, community and you want to leave some comments about maybe we got something wrong in here and there's something you'd rather, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to help. I'm not part of the community um, other than being an ally, which I've heard we don't like that word anymore. So... I'm here to support. I'm here to say human rights, you know, gay rights, women's rights, abortion rights, they're all human rights. Um, and it's just silly to think otherwise. And mm-hmm. so I'm a normal person <laughs> trying to do normal things and keep other people from doing evil things. Whatever you, whatever word you want to put on that, that's who I am. Uh, tell me if I'm doing it wrong in the comments or tell me I'm doing it right, but here's something else you could be doing because you'll help more than just me. What the fuck does it matter <laughs> if you know a fucking gay person? Yeah. It's another it's a human. 
I, I have I have two thoughts. First thought is this is all bullshit. This is all ways of fixing things that aren't broken to keep from fixing things that are broken because that's the hard thing to do. That's the actual yeah. work. Yeah. The other thing is it's not illegal for a man to walk into a woman's bathroom. All right. I used to be a janitor. Mm-hmm. You know, in in high school, when we were doing tornado drills, in my one class, we had to go into the ladies' room. Nobody said shit. This idea that it that they have to make all these fucking laws to say this stuff is illegal is going to fuck up everything. Yeah. Everything is going to get fucked up from this bullshit. It's why you know that it's not about that. And so trying to argue, it's one thing I've learned over the last year or so, trying to argue with somebody the uh, merits or lack of merit of, say, passing a law that says you have to use the bathroom that matches your whatever birth certificate or whatever, arguing the merits or lack of merit of that almost gives it too much credibility. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now we're going to have a reasoned debate. Your opinion is this. And my opinion is this. It's like, no, even talking about that law is is ridiculous because there's yeah. only one reason to have that law. Yeah. And it is to other people and it's to try to get people to fight people in a bathroom. Right. Yeah. Not because you want that trans person to be abused, but you, but which you may feel just fine about. You may be okay with the trans person getting abused. Right. Um, it may make you, it may bring you joy. I don't know. But the real purpose is again, to get your followers to commit violence mm-hmm. on your behalf so that they are now more committed to you. That's mm-hmm. why fascists do it. I mean, I'll, and, I'll fight a motherfucker in a bathroom. I don't give a shit, it but yeah. it ain't going to be no trans kid. Well, <laughs> even through it all, we're still better off dead. We're just trying to do the right thing when things are hard and it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> 